it's not often that like I I hear information that like I regret having heard. But today is a new day. Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan. And welcome to Late Night Gaiden. It's a new day. It's like super rainy up here for the first time in recent memory. And it's been kind of really nice, but it's also been reminding me that I need to get new shoes. It was real nice, except for the part where I was outstanding in that rain and like... A dirty, sauce-covered apron just breaking down boxes. Ooh. Because I'm a, I'm a real man now. Yeah. Camille's a man's name. <laughs> You're a box-breaking dude. You're a wreck boy now. Yeah, no, I'll just, like, you pointed it, and I'll do that thing. Use that information carefully, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'll bust my humps. I'll bust your humps. Whatever you want, I'll bust it. I'm a buster. I don't know. They they did see fit to trust me with a knife already, though, so... Whoa. I'm not going to say that's smart on their part. Whoa. But it is what they've done. Cut some chicken, cut some mushrooms. I had to squeeze the tomatoes. Listen. Yeah, you got to get those seeds out. Like, we've had... Don't want we, no seeds. We've had conversations about video games. Very popular yep. topic. Uh, and how... There is a language and a vernacular to video games and the objectives you're given therein that lead to some very interesting, like, sentences that you are valid in saying. Okay. But, um, yesterday I has, yesterday I was told to squeeze the tomatoes, like, is right up there. (laughs) Just when you realize exactly how literal that is. So, yeah, this is now... Our Knife Skills Workshop podcast. All right. I was going to say, I want to stop talking about work, but I will talk about knife skills. So listen, how just idiotic is the backward grasp on your, let's say, mid to long, mid to like mid long? You know, we're not talking uh, swords a bit longer than a wakazashi, but we're not up to we're not talking territory because that's just insane. We're talking a good, but we're, we're talking a good maybe like a 25-inch blade. You, you just want to put mo- the pointy bit of that behind you. How stupid are you? Okay, so you remember, what was it, Force Unleashed? Where the guy does like the reverse grip uh, lightsaber? Or that one lady from uh, the Jedi Power Battles, yeah. The Jedi Power Battles? Do you mean... Uh, I do not called? mean the Masters of Terracassi. Terracassi, yeah. Yeah, no, there was a different game for the PlayStation 1 with Jedi and lightsabers and shit in it. Did you see that website where they're like, customize your own lightsaber and you can like, it's got like, do you want like a light emitter? Here's 30 different options. Do you want like, pick from these 25 different switch segments? Huh, no. It's it's actually kind of dope, just like, all the different ones that are in there, you can make some neat looking stuff if you're the kind of nerd who just gets off on lightsabers. So do they like 3D print them and mail them to you? Or is it just like well, that so- fucking web app thing where you can like put different pieces of assault rifles together and make something that looks really dumb? So that's the thing though, is like at the very bottom right at all times, it's just like, if you're happy with this, we've generated a part list for you already. But then there is no, like, direct link to, like, a make this lightsaber for me and put it in a box and put it on my doorstep link. 
yet. I imagine that has to be coming, but... Nick, I just Googleized. I just Googleized <laughs> lightsaber customizer, and I found the uh, the thumbnail for this episode. I know this is really good radio, but I want to send this to you right now. Please do, because <laughs> I'm I'm looking at some shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are some of my favorite bosses from uh, from our type. I got some ideas for some fucking Fraxy bosses looking at these. Yeah, no, this is this is pretty great. Hey, y'all, remember Fraxy? Uh, I do. God, so that was the other thing I did. Uh, if you've been following me on Twitter, what? Uh, I put together like I've been trying to build a bit of stuff for that no credit continue companion blog. Hmm. Um, and so what I put up there right now is just like I had to like dig through the Wayback Machine for all of the like reviews I wrote for like other websites mm. um, and just like the games that I wrote about, you know, <sighs> you know, Hedge Wars. Yeah. 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 It's that open source worms game. Yeah. But it was just the kind of thing. It's like, like I was looking and it was like, oh, this is from the point in time where they didn't put reviewers like names on the thing. Like, it's just like, this is a review from this site, but I was just like, oh, Hedge Wars. Well, it mentions that it's like worms. Uh, and it spends like a a whole fifth of the review just talking about how you can wear hats. So this is definitely one I wrote. Mm. Uh, Little Fighter Two, Warning Forever, Windom, Boot Fighters. Yeah, I remember those those early uh 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 freeware podcast days. Mister Blocko, God, Ultimate Super Stack. I don't think we ever actually covered Ultimate Super Stack. I think we just said it a lot. Mm. Um, what a what a waste of of our time. <laughs> if we never mean, covered Ultimate Super Stack. All, all right, like a so, hundred of those. Let's let's just give it a fair shake. Um, right. I don't know anything about Ultimate Super Stack or Ultra Super Stack, whatever it's called, other than the fact that it has a cool name. And I think you had it on that cabinet down in your basement. Uh, that last part is a fever dream you had. Uh, okay. But it did have an awesome name. I think we just use it to refer to that shitty stack of computer parts your brother had in his closet for a while. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think it was kind of based on like Kirby Star Stacker or the Yoshi game that wasn't Yoshi's Cookie. I don't know, man. Um, they like you just want to talk about like old free games that we always said we should talk about. And always talked about talking about, but never talked about. You want to talk about some uh, Satan Sam? You want to talk about some abuse? You want to talk about some abuse is a great online? Game. Wait, Satan Sam? I remember that. That's like a platformer shooter thingy, right? Yeah, like you you tap to shoot, you hold to shoot a beam, and then the beam yeah. gives you knockback, so that'll act like a, a double jump. And what was that? Uh, what was that game that was kind of like a top down? Uh, 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 uh. Starship Troopers kind of thing. War 2049. Wow. Yeah, you can see why maybe I didn't remember that one. Uh, by Anthony Lopez, uh, the man behind Dark Sun Games. And who is that motherfucker that had those adventures? Mark Bayshore? Yep, that's another Dark Sun game. That dude made some great games. Then he just kind of, like, stopped. I don't know what he's doing now. Actually, no, that's not true. I checked at one point, and he, like, put up his website, and he's doing just, like... Mad awesome like concept art for stuff. So that's hmm. cool. Um
<laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Knife skills. So, the Psy. What is the actual purpose of the Psy? I mean, I think it's like a defensive tool or something. Like, it's to catch a blade. That's okay. all it's for. Like, it's it's basically a baton that you can catch a blade with. But have you I ever considered it, just like a hook? I think it was like a law enforcement tool back in the days when a guy with a deadly weapon might have a sword or a knife. So you say know. you say back in the day law enforcement, and immediately I just go to like Jack the Ripper era, like London constables, just pulling out just fucking ninja size, and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what was going on. All right, all right. <laughs> That's my new AU. There is going to be a character with a flaming skull instead of a regular head. What are you talking about? A. That's just the U. <laughs> Those, these are true facts that happened. Good. Uh, I used right. a laser today. You used a laser? Yeah. You know, I'll give you this. That is such a good way to start a topic that like is completely segueless. I do, I have no idea how this episode is going to be assembled now because like I just want to start with that. <laughs> okay. I I mean I'll leave it to you, dude. That's your domain. <laughs> like fuck it. I'll record a new intro that just says like hello hello and welcome. I used a laser today. <laughs> I mean that story doesn't really go anywhere. It was just in my physics lab. We were like measuring. Okay, so you know, uh, okay, electromagnetic forces, right? Any any electric current generates a magnetic field around it. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the I got thumbs rule. Yes, exactly. Because um, you look at the right thumb and you're like, oh yeah, right hand rule, and then you're like, oh shit, I got another thumb and I forget which rule it is. So exactly, it's the I got thumbs rule. No, the thing is that there's like six different right hand rules. There's also a left hand rule. Uh, that's uh, that's the way you pass the duchy, right? Uh no, it's like uh, <laughs> it's when you move uh, uh a a current through a magnetic field, a physical force is induced, and that is with the left hand rule. No, I thought that was when you move a magnetic field through a coil. Depending on the way the coil is wrapped, that's the way the current will flow. <laughs> I mean, they're both they're functions of each other. That they're they're both the. Uh, it, it's the same relationship there, I think. <sighs> Ryan. Yo. Have you played any video games lately? I played Downwell. Oh, yeah? Wait, I wanted to transition into the Ruben I had today. Whatever. I played <laughs> Downwell. <laughs> no, no. You... I do want to hear about this Ruben now. I'll make this work in the edit. Tell me about this Ruben. So, I got a diner up the road from me, which is kind of all right it's not the best diner i've ever been to they're kind of expensive but like it's kind of nice sometimes that i can just go to the diner and like sit down and have a cup of coffee and then walk out with a reuben yeah um but okay so what what do you think goes on a reuben um What I happened? Don't know why. 
I won't lie, the silence lasted so long that I was trying to figure out what the funniest music to gently fade in to cover the silence would be. It's Thunderstruck. It is Thunderstruck. So um, yeah, Thunderstruck goes really well on a Reuben. Okay, so I like a Reuben with coleslaw on it. All right, most people like a Reuben with sauerkraut on it, I believe. But I like a Reuben with coleslaw on it. So I got a Reuben with coleslaw on it, and then it didn't put any dressing on it. What? In addition to the coleslaw. I don't know if that's just because they don't do that there, or the guy thought, hey, he's just getting the coleslaw. I don't want this to be super sloppy. But the other thing is that coleslaw was fucking bad. Oh, like rancid or just like poor? Just not great. All right. Like uh, too vinegary? Was it not a? See, I like I like vinegary, um, but it was just like insubstantial. Like there was barely anything on it. It was kind of just like wet cabbage. Ooh, ooh yeah, it wasn't yeah, great. No, don't want you want it to be a just a little denatured. Like I came out of it feeling better about myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was fucking tired after classes, and that that lab I was talking about was stressful. Because uh, it was like four people working together, had to wrangle everybody. So I was like, I need something to pick me up. Let me go get a sandwich. And you know what? Even a bad Reuben still works. Just get a good cool Reuben. Anyway, that's what's going on in my life today. I don't know why I felt the need to talk about that. I know that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not explicitly like a video game podcast anymore over here. That's more of a one credit continue thing. So... I don't know. I was just anyway. I played. You got, um, you got you. You were so close, and you still failed to be on brand. No credit. Continue. Thank you, Mister Russell Brand. Sorry. Mr. So Russell left some proper branding over here. Have you heard about the miraculous gun boots, though? I, you know, I was at PAX East where people like first saw that thing and were like, "Holy crap, this thing is going to be great!" And uh, hey, I'm. I'm Rami. I'm the guy who made Nuclear Throne, and th- I like this game because this guy said he likes my game. Um, Rami's actually totally cool. I got to like shake his hand. He's real tall. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Gun Boots team, all right. There's a weird thing about that game that they don't tell you up front, and that is actually a combo game. Well, yeah, because it's like depending on which guns your boots currently are possessed by you get like a certain number of shots that reload only when you hit solid ground and also you can just like jump on dude's head so it's or, about like pathing. or when you jump on a dude's head oh that resets it yeah do so you just always want to be fallen on dudes or when you jump on a destructible object in the environment of which there are some okay. um but like there are also some enemies that you can't stomp on and that you can only shoot, and there are some enemies that you can stomp on, but if you accidentally shoot them instead, they'll go berserk, and then you can't stomp on them anymore. Really? Yeah, there's like a, a lot of... There's more complexity to that game than it appears because like it looks vaguely like a Game Boy game. like It has a two-color palette, and you have like this really skinny like play space. It's sort of... um. You know, like a vertical shooter that yeah. you have to, like, you know, turn your TV sideways to get the right aspect ratio on? You put it, it has in, that... uh, you put it in Tate mode. Yeah, it has that sort of thing going on. I think I think that was actually the mode where you kill all the dudes in a room and then they don't fall down until everybody's dead. That was in the PS2 Shinobi game. Shinobi, yeah. That was a good-ass game. Um, Sideways screens, yeah. Play so some like... Ikaruga, play some Raiden 3? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm telling you. Play oh, okay. some Raiden 3. I mean, God you damn. said it. You said it like a question, so. Listen, um, don't put question marks in my mouth. It's okay. not where they belong. Okay. Um, yeah, but then, like, things. underneath that, like, so so it's like, okay, this is going to be, like, you know, a pretty simple game. You fall down, you, you shoot enemies and stuff. But then it's got, like, a perk system and different styles, which influence stuff about the game. Um, like, you start out with standard style, and then you get, like, flappy arms style, Ooh. which means that there, are like, aren't any shops, but there are more random weapon drops or something like that. I forget what flappy arm style does. Okay. And then there's, like, boulder style, where you have more health, but you get less, like, perk options. Huh. All right. So, like... You're, Does it do like this? This is a game that's on iOS and definitely like the the way I've seen it pushed is that it's like, hey, it's like they make they made an endless runner game, but actually cared about making a good game as well. So does it have that sort of? Uh, I think the term is like rogue light, where you're like unlocking new mechanics and perks as you die. So like the game is super simple at start, and then like it meets you out new mechanics through uh, playthroughs? Not, like, hugely significant stuff. There is sort of, like, a persistent upgrade thing, and it's just, like, the number of gems you pick up during any given run, like, all add up this meter, and as you level up the meter, like, you unlock the different styles that I was talking about, and also different color palettes. Well, yeah, I love color palettes. That's... Yeah, they're great. Like, and... like in uh, uh, uh is another Vlambeer game. Another Vlambeer game? Is this a Vlambeer game? I don't think it's not it is. a Vlambeer game, but but you Rami mentioned Vlambeer. <laughs> yeah, um, he's half of it. Yeah, so like, but there's you know you don't like upgrade new perks, and it's not like certain guns don't show up till you're a certain level or anything like that. Shit is all there. The only okay. mechanical thing that unlocks is those styles that I was talking about, and those are like. Some of them are kind of marginal, where it's like, okay, you have, like, two more health, and you'll get, like, one less perk choice every level. And then, like, the last one I got seemed really substantial. I forget what it did specifically, though. But, like, I've been playing in, like, the hour I have between class and work for, like, I I think I just got it on Monday. I forget when I picked it up specifically, but, like, I already have all those styles unlocked. Like, it's not like a slog or anything. But it's also, like, a really, like, there's something about the feedback of that game. Like, once once you figure out, like, it's got certain tells. Like, if the, there's only two colors, right? Yeah. And if an enemy is, like, color one on top, then you know you can jump on it and destroy it. And if the enemy is color two all the way through, you know it will hurt you if you jump on it. it. Like, there's just, there's smart things about it that I really like, and it's got a really great sense of feedback, like the way you bounce off of stuff, or like the way that motion stops when you hit solid ground and not an enemy. Like, it's just got a great sense of flow to it. Also, are you playing down well right now? Sup? Except my dude ran off to the left and... No, you gotta jump down the well, Nick. Nope, it crashed. (laughs) Even better. Yeah. No, that game... I I, I want to try that game. It, it it definitely like it. 
just like everything looking at it and what I hear about it, like it, it's a very visceral game that's just like fun to play and like well thought out. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that's one of those ones where it's like, if you got a chance to just sort of indulge in it, then it might lose its, its shine pretty quickly. But as something to just like, like, hey, keep this around and, and it's a beer and peanuts kind of game. Yeah, like it's... I, I feel like it, it fits really well in there and like of that category is... is it just seems like it's really just like I said, solid and well thought out. Yeah, like I've seen like a really, really enthusiastic response to it from people, which I understand why because it's like a really well crafted game, but it's also like sort of a trifle in a way. Like it, it's. Then again, I don't know, like, it's got a bunch of areas and stuff, and, like, I haven't gotten through all of them yet, so it's not like I've, you know, played the game for a couple hours and seen all it has to have, you know, seen all of it there. But it's definitely something that, like, this is just a game about mastery. Yeah. It gives you something to get good at, and you just got that quick restart going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, for some reason, it, it it's... I don't know, like, It and Undertale are, like, the two indie darlings that I've been seeing people, like, really getting into recently. Yeah, well, Undertale is really good. It is. Like, I'm going to start writing a new article about that tonight, just in the way that it, like, canonizes its, like, meta mechanics. I I should probably stop playing this. This is all right. (laughs) Nick. (laughs) Just fuck up that turtle. Oh. You gotta jump on turtles, because they have shells, so you can't shoot them. Yeah. Max combo 9. Um, it was another joke I was gonna make to end on, but instead, let's just take a break. Oh, okay. Today's episode of Late Night Gaiden is brought to you by not making decisions in the present based on echoes from the past. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. He's not wrong. Like, you have something that you cherish, something that you remember, something that you remember when it was good. Or maybe, you know, even if it wasn't that good, it's how it was. It's how you remember it. But sometimes you just got to keep going forwards. If you remember how good the past was, you might not be able to get there. And that sucks, but all it means is you got to look for the good things that you can actually get. Don't let the good things that you remember but are no longer possible prevent you from getting the good stuff that's still ahead of you. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now back to the show. Hi. Hi. What Listen. did you do on your break? Um, me? Yeah. I'm trying to brainstorm some new entries for Brack in places he shouldn't be. The, the only one I have down is Orange is the new Brack. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I want to talk about a video game. Yeah. And I would like people to pay me to do so. Can't... A specific video game? Uh, you know, like, I'm I'm willing to work with whoever has who whoever has the money. So you're a shill, is what you're saying. I mean, like, you can't make me not be honest about it, but like <laughs> if you if you want to pay me to talk about a Barbie game. I will come in and give my honest opinion about a Barbie game. 
Now, when you say honest opinion, are you, like, rubbing your hands together and doing, like, eh, eh, eyebrows? You shill. Listen, man, have you played these Barbie games? Did you... Wasn't there that one... No, I'm thinking of A Dog's Life. That wasn't a Barbie game. (laughs) I'm thinking about Viva Pinata. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yo, you want... Do you want me to talk about Viva Pinata? I can make this happen. I've never played Viva Pinata. What's it like? Okay, you remember, like, Farmville? Yeah. Okay, well, it was before that, so there's no microtransactions in it. But you do have to, like, lure animals into Pinatas. a pen. You do have to lure, uh, like, paper mache organisms oh. into your 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 pen and and make them fuck. And then, like eat each other as, as soon as you're done with them. What? It Yeah, like... What's, uh, what's that thing that you'll do with, like, caps and lobsters and stuff, but people say it's real bad if you try to do it with humans? Caps? Xenobiology? Caps and lobsters? Cats. Oh. Xenobiology? Or is that... Or was that just a bad guy from Aliens? What are you trying to say? Like, just, like... Breeding? Yeah, but just in a way of just, like, like when you're min-maxing that game, you're just like, I have to get all the animals. The way you get the animals is by first... It's just, like, following the tree of, like, well, I need this animal to feed it to this animal to feed it to this animal to mate with this animal to get this animal to appear so that that way the one that I actually want will appear. It's a game about devaluing the life of, like... Paper mache creatures. Yeah. Listen, when they die, candy comes out, and then you feed the candy to them. And it makes them stronger. So, like, if you breed two pinatas, and then you get, like, the new special pinata that you've been waiting for, and you don't have any use for the parents anymore, does it behoove you to break those parents down to candy to feed the new generation? I think you can just beat pinatas with a shovel until they disintegrate into candy. I My think God. that's a thing. Um, but sometimes, like, bad pinatas come in and they can, like, infect, and then you have to do, like, a MGS5 mercy killing of your entire garden. It gets weird. It gets rough. Okay. It's got really good music, and some of those animals are really adorable. Some of those paper mache organisms are really adorable. But they put Games for Windows Live in a PC version, so I guess you can't play it anymore. Mm. Oh, but then somebody can like it. It creates a it creates a seed pool of users, so that other users can become phantoms and invade your garden. Are you? You're not serious right now, are you? That part I'm not serious about. No. Okay. It was also weird because that game like said it had co-op, but really all it meant that is that the cursor will accept input from every controller at the same time, and that was. <laughs> That's awful. It was <laughs> it was something. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, like I got things to say about Undertale. I'm gonna write a thing about that. I realize I need to play more Little Battlers Experience, talk about that. Mm, I was yeah, just yeah. I was just looking at some like Steam free to play stuff today and just seeing like, hey, is there anything in here that might be worth talking about? <laughs> There's this thing called Trove? I feel like I've heard of that. 
it's <sighs> okay. So like it brands itself as basically a like Minecraft action MMO. So it looks like it plays a little bit like a um a little bit like Mabinogi Heroes. You mean but Vindictus? Vindictus, yes. So like you're dodge rolling, you're running around, you're fighting big bosses, you're like riding mounts and stuff, and you're I'm in looking at screenshots of, like, of like people on motorcycles and a dude in a chicken mask fighting a demon. Yeah, but then it's also got this stuff about like I guess you can just go around and like build with voxels. Huh. So and it's free, so I'm gonna probably check that out. Um, Remember me? I picked up that Capcom bundle, and I really want to check out Remember Me. Same. Have you um, dipped into uh, Lost Planet Three? It's the first one I installed. I have not touched it yet because I've been working too much. It's rough. Yeah, like like is it just sad? It's it's like a prequel to Lost Planet One, right? Like this is like when people got there and are still mining it, but not necessarily everyone is a snow pirate yet. Yeah, I think so. Like you start the game and you're like, I kind of like. Um, okay, so some things about the game I like. There's a really good animation where you're running backwards from where your camera is pointed and shooting your pistol. Like he does this fucking. He's, like, charging with one shoulder forward and just, like, one-handed popping off shots behind him, like, barely even looking at it. It's a really great animation. Okay, okay. Um, It's the only animation I've seen in the game that I like because the oh. dude moves, like, super slowly. And you can sprint, but all that does is, like, make the camera shake around more. Like, it, it, it. It just it moves in a really non-pleasant way, and you have like a big ass robot that's just really cool looking, but like it moves super slowly. Um, and I don't know, like you can do like a three-hit punch combo with it, but maybe you fight large enemies at some point in that game. But so far, I played like two missions, and they decided to go with like a hub setup where like at the start of every mission, you get in your mech and you trundle out of base into, like, this network of caves, and then you find, like, you follow the signs to see where you need to go to, but your robot moves super slow, and you have to, like, manually open doors with, like, this turny crank hand. Huh. Like, the second mission was like, all right, uh, this big storm just happened. We need you to go out there, and, like, we got a distress call. You got to get out there. And I'm like, okay, time to trundle down this hallway again that, like, I trundled out of to go on the first mission. I had to trundle all the way back through to come back. Now I have to trundle back out again. And then they're like, oh, the hydraulics for the door is locked up. You got to shake them with your robot for a while. And it's like, this is just slowing me down. This isn't interesting in any way. This sucks. Yeah. Like, if I if I want to play, like, a mediocre sequel, I will go back and finish um, Red Faction Armageddon? Was that mm. the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I played a bit of that, and it was all right. You get that magnet gun. Yeah, you got, fun. like, a magnet gun. You just, like, shoot it at a bridge and then shoot it at a guy, and then you hurl a bridge at a guy. Yeah, that part's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, actually, and this is another thing I might, like, visit for article bait at this point, is I really want to load up my um, gorilla save from my 360 mm. because after about, like, 60 hours into playing that game, I I remember making it my mission to just like it remembers which buildings you've destroyed. 
So I just wanted to create a flat Mars. You just I just want wanted to return it, it to it. nature. <laughs> so I'm just right. curious if I just load it up, if it's just like a desolate wasteland where there's like, it's like, oh yeah, this is where the city is. And like NPCs are still walking around because of however they spawn, but there's just no buildings left. There's just girders and rubble. Just, I don't know. Like <laughs> it seems like it'd be an interesting thing to walk back into. Mm. Um, but here, here, here's what I found today. Here's what I want to share with you just a little bit. If you go to free-to-play games on Steam, you look at most popular, and you go to the very end, you see a number of... The least popular free-to-play games. You see a number of, like, visual novels and, like, some point-and-click adventure kind of things. So we're looking at Comedy Quest. Oh, Christ. We're looking at... uh, What is... One manga day. Uh, we're looking at Lamia must die. Looking at one way to die Steam edition. We're looking at invisible apartment. I mean, Bunny must die is on is on Steam now. You could just play that instead. It, if you uh, wanted to play something with must die in the title, that's a good game. We got voices from the sea. This one is just called Hit. I don't even know what that's about. It's a deception-based shooter. Okay. So you want to play a bunch of shitty visual novels is what you're telling me? I'm just saying, like, when you see names like Dev Guy and Without Within, with just a big old M&A, M&A face on it, you just, you remember that. Still got oh, oh. Moonbreakers. I really wish okay. Moonbreakers had been good. Oh, actually, I'm looking at it now, and they changed the sprite for that cat boss and Bunny Must Die. It's now not just a photograph of a cat. What? So this game is bullshit. Don't, yeah, don't give them your ruined 10 it. bucks. Um, this is just like Cave Story all over again. Uh, speaking of free-to-play stuff on Steam, do you know anything about Tree of Savior? Uh, I've... Hang on. I gotta... <laughs> I, I've seen some tweets about it, but before we get to that... Th- Subspace Continuum is on Steam's free-to-play. What is that? Okay, do you remember back in, like, middle school, it was that top-down, like, MMO, kind of like you jump onto a server and it can have, like, 255 people on it and you're just, like, spaceships bouncing around and shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's still around and you can just get it on Steam now. Anyway. Tell me about Tree of Savior. I've seen some people tweeting that a game has really cute art for all the characters in it. Yeah, so you remember, like, Ragnarok Online? Sure. It's like a 2D, isometric, MMORPG game. This is, like, one of those. I played a little bit of the last round of uh, closed beta. I believe it's going... I believe it's an open beta now. And, I don't know, like, it's really charming in a way that I like, but it also seems to be like kind of like very deep in terms of like character customization and stuff. Like to start off with, there's like four basic character classes and it's the ones you'd fucking expect. It's like the fighter and the cleric and the wizard and the archer. But then there's like a million tiers of classes after that, and you can choose to, like, just keep being a basic fighter or whatever to increase those skills more, or, like, take a level of, like, the big shield fighter, or the spear fighter, or the big sword fighter, and stuff. Um, 
and you get to just like jazz multi class. Pretty much. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, it's like at every tier, which is like I don't know, every like ten or twenty levels or something. There's basically like you get to choose whether to like splash into a new variant of your class or whatever. And as far as I can tell, you can just like mix and match them as you like. Um, you know, within your same tree, like you can't be like I started as a wizard as a wizard, and now that I'm like tier four, I want to take this fighter class. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of customization stuff there. Um, and it is also just like a very cute and charming game, and I want to spend some time with it. Yeah. You want to know what I want to check out? What's that? Uh, so I guess it was yesterday morning, as of the time of recording, there was that uh, Paris Games Week event thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched through that, and it was like more of that, what was it, Horizon Zero Dawn, that girl with a bow shoots robot dinosaurs game. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's growing on me. Like, uh, it's not a here or there, but uh, like one of the things they showed is they put they did a push for like you know oh yeah PlayStation VR that's coming, but one of the things they showed was a VR like first person mech shooter esport game. Yeah. So okay, imagine robots. You remember IGPX? Like the the final show version of it, the the robot racing thing. Yeah, robot racing fighting bullshit. Okay. So, so imagine robots that look kind of like that, but very like like exosuit. Like they got them like springy stilt legs and open cockpit, so you're kind of just like strapped in and grabbing handles without glass in front of you. Even okay. Um, it's those kind of mechs. The arenas look kind of the way that um. Super Monday Night Combat looked. So okay. it's got that like floating platform with made up um sponsorships all over it and okay. like kind of streamlined just like paintball fields of the future kind of thing. So when you say esports, you mean that this is a sports game? Yes. Well, so also like they didn't show anything like they didn't explain how the game was played, so it looks like it's like a one goal kind of thing. But as long as any player throws their robot through the goal, their team gets a point. So it's just about oh. killing everyone who approaches the goal until one person can get through. Okay. But it's also kind of weird because, like, it's their, whole like point, their whole point is this game is built for VR. It's like Bombing Run where everyone is a ball. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, the, the, like... The, like, HUD that they do, like, since it's the VR and, like, your head moves independently, they're, like, swinging all over and looking in different directions mm-hmm. from, like, the, the center cursor that's always your forward. So I wonder how it actually, like, moves and controls if it's got any sort of, like, you know, momentum-based movement, like a, like a mech game, even like a, a Hawking kind of style, which was still really arcadey and direct. But, like, I don't know, just, like, if you're... From the point of view of playing this game, you kind of feel like you're a ball, just with the way that the HUD wraps around your field of view, and you're huh. looking around inside of it. So you feel like you're a ball. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, slidey and bouncy and stuff. Depending on, on the, the way that, like, that it feels when it plays, it could be really interesting or just super generic. But, like, 
I don't know. They're just sort of pushing it. Just like, no, people are going to play this esports. Like they put, they they did this weird effect where they were showing people who were, you know, quote unquote, playing the game with like a, a like a white line outline of the VR headset over their face, but just like they shot their face without the VR headset on. So they're just like looking around and making faces as though they were playing. Okay. But you know, they were just on a separate set. It looked so dumb. Um, and just like, like as a game, like, yeah, super Monday night combat, but without, you know, kind of pretending that you're going for MOBA style abilities. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, could still be interesting, and I just like, I just like that they put anything with mechs as what they're like, one of their showcase games for VR technology, and it made me oh. think. Well, now I just want to play Steel Battalion in VR, so you still only see outside of your mech through that little postage stamp, but now you can look around the rest of your cockpit in in full. That would be right. Axis Steel Vision. Yeah, you just, you just gotta lean in so you can see that thing closer. I don't know. I'm kind of wary of anything that like self describes itself as an esport before it comes out. Well, let me tell you about this gem I just found on Steam's free to play list. Oh, Jesus Very Christ. much near the back. Uh, it's Ace Arena Cyber Evolution. Is this our version of like the old giant bomb fucking Nintendo eShop updates? So there's there one there one line little sub description of this game is the world's first MOSA multiplayer online sports arena. What's this game called? Ace Arena Cyber Evolution. And like that is that is something that you say when you're making something that you don't realize is destined for failure. But actually, this actually totally looks like something I want to try out. Uh, it looks like it's a three-on-three, three, like, soccer, but high-tech. So people are, like, throwing up virtual walls that then other players are ricocheting shots into goals from. And there's just, like, lines everywhere. So that way you know, like, ideal passing lines for stuff. Seems very much a game about drawing lines and using player abilities, so I'm actually gonna check this out at some point. I don't know. Okay. That's what I that's what I got on my future. Wait for a day off and then play a whole bunch of video games. Oh, somebody's creating like a black hole and then the player with the ball is like using that black hole to do a whip around shot? That's awesome. Oh, that's kinda interesting. Yeah, like it seems like there's some cool I've, I've ideas never... in here. I've never seen a gravity assist in a sports game. Yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes bad games have good ideas. This this understanding extends to all things. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's um I'm going to bring this podcast full circle right now. Here is the actual website I was talking about before where you build your own custom saber cuz it's just called saberparts.com. Um. <laughs> so you play with that while I do the outro. Okay. Uh, this has been Late Night Gaiden. It is an Liku Studios Network podcast. Uh, that means our sister shows are No Credit Continue, which you can now subscribe to on iTunes. Apparently, 
like for some reason it had like got rejected and I never got the message, so that is fixed now. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. That's also Orbiting the Ghost Planet where we talk about Space Coast Coast to Coast, which I need to watch from Space Coast Coast to Coast to just feel better. Um and then we um writing a couple of articles for no credit blog dot wordpress dot com. That's the home of Secret Exit which is a blog where I'm going to write about video game stuff and hopefully get a bunch of stuff up there. Maybe get Andrew and anybody else around here who wants to write about games, putting stuff up there. Uh, we got other stuff in the works. I'm not going to talk about them yet. You want to go and, I don't know, read Thought Break. That's the comic I do. Read Guardian. That's the comic Joe does. She's doing that every week, except she was sick this week, so the page is going to be late. Uh... If you want to send us feedback, comments, tell us something to talk about, send us some, uh, I don't know, send us some bullshit. Send us some questions that we can answer for you about how real life works. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at Aliku. That is a very good way to get us. You can get us on Facebook if that's more of your thing, facebook.com slash Aliku. Or you can just send us an email, podcast at alikustudios.net. That's basically all the things I need to say at the end. What kind of... I'm putting, what kind of... I'm putting I'm putting another blade emitter on it. Uh, can you do like three? Like can you make them go off sideways? You can do the Darth Maul thing, I know that. Oh, there's just a random saber button. Ooh. But then I'm gonna put another body after the blade emitter. Oh no, it didn't like, work. Put fix five katana bodies. Yeah, fix that right thread. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. Man, this one's got just like this is like the shortest lightsaber I've ever seen. It just looks like a looks like a little nubbin. Put a this thing plug looks on like it. it has six speed settings for your pleasure. Gonna put blade plug six on it. Oof. It just plugged the blade. Yeah. That's li- what? <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, mint green. Mint this is green. Dumb. Mint green. Yeah, but then you can generate a parts list. And it's just email or copy. Like it's not sent to our store and custom print. It should be though. It should be. That's gonna do it, Ryan. Yeah, just just go down to the hardware store, pick up standard apprentice blade plug number six, and then you'll be good to go. You can get started on your own lightsaber in your own garage. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Take care of each other. Bye.